Hey everybody, this is Ashley. And this is Aaron. <laughs> Close these notes. Aaron, look. Keep it going. Okay. <laughs> we get this out. Hey guys, welcome back to this week's episode of A Perspective. Perspective. I'm Ashley. And I'm Erin. And thank you guys so much for joining us this week. We appreciate it as always. Welcome. Yes, and we are here to bring you guys a fun new episode. And Mm -hmm. Erin, are you ready? I'm ready. All right, let's go ahead and get things kicked off with... Five questions. Five questions is an opportunity for you all to get to know us a little more. It's also an opportunity for us to get to know each other a little better. We ask five questions and they range from funny to sad to thought provoking. And we try to ask them sometimes in interesting and fun ways. So are you ready for five questions? I am. (sighs) Okay. So here we go. Question one. If you could live in a fictional high school setting, from a TV show or movie, which one would it be? Do you have choices or you just want me to give you mine? Oh, just give me yours. Oh, okay. Um, It would either be, wait, I got to p- pick one. I'm just going to go with Hogwarts. I mean, that's not necessary. I don't know if you want to consider that high school, but they basically go up into high school. Like you go up into your seventh year. Okay. So. Yeah. Okay. I thought of Hogwarts too. So mine would be either um, the X Men school. Yeah. Okay. Damn. I didn't think of that. <laughs> or <laughs> maybe the Gossip Girl school. And, okay, I did think of that, but I I can't deal with them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I then I was trying to think of a comedy. And maybe the sa- or maybe the Saved by the Bell school, but I'm gonna start off with X Men school. Okay, that's I thought about Saved by the Bell too, but yeah, okay, I'm gonna okay. stick with Harry Potter because I want to do magic. <laughs> Look, that's what made me land with X Men. Like, mm, okay. Question two: In your opinion, in your opinion, what is the difference between applying pressure on someone and harassment? Huh. That's a thinker. Uh, applying pressure and harassment. I guess it becomes harassment if when, after you apply your pressure, which to me is just, you know, maybe turn up your game a little bit or flirt just a little bit more, try, you know, whatever, maybe not take the first no as a, oh, no, no means no. But I mean, maybe if you, if maybe if you think you caught a vibe and so you just think maybe like flirting, playing hard to get, but when the no is, like, there is no... Uh, see, I don't even like saying that because I just know how it can be. Um, I think when someone when someone is visibly uncomfortable or when it, when it gets to the point where they express to you, like, in a stern manner um, or when they get to that point or however they express to you, like, no, I'm not interested, like, please stop, whatever, and you still try, that becomes harassment to me. Yeah. Okay. 
I found I found this to be kind of tricky too, and like thought provoking in it the sense tricky, that, yeah. like, how, well, not even in the sense that how because even I agree with what you're saying, and what was challenging to me is sometimes people tell you no because they don't know they're incapable of recognizing how far it is that they need to be pushed in order to get or achieve whatever it is that you know is in front of them, and so how do you balance like respecting someone's wishes with understand? I don't know. I don't know. So anyway, I think for me, applying pressure on someone, one starts with who that person is that's applying the pressure in a relationship to the person that they're trying to apply pressure to. So are they your coach? Are they your mentor? Are they your uh, therapist? Are they your parents or guardian? Are they someone who you look to for advice? Or is it someone that you know comes to you for advice? So I think the role someone plays in your life uh, definitely starts can determine right whether this is applying pressure or harassment because unwanted suggestions or or critiques or whatever unwanted is never yeah that's i don't know um actually that may be the biggest thing is where it comes from i think that's probably the biggest difference is where it comes from because all the other things are so nuanced and are tricky so that's what i'm going with (sighs) okay i can see that too yeah yeah i can see that but no, let, no just means no. <laughs> you said no means no? <laughs> no means no. I mean, yeah, like, yeah, no means no. But have you ever... But I guess has- I'm thinking of a different perspective than someone that I may know or, you know, de- or depending on who it comes from. Because, I don't know, in my mind, that to me, the first thing I think of is somebody trying to talk to me when I'm out. And I say no, and they continue their efforts. Or a situation that I had, like at work um, in the building that I worked at with the security guard, like he just kept trying and I, I politely as the best way I could just no, like I'm not interested. Like, please stop type of thing. But anyway, yeah, I I think it's natural to go that in direction too. And the other way to me is if like maybe your spouse, your partner, your husband, your wife uh, sees that you're having a rift with either another family member or a close friend or something. And, really and, and and maybe they're encouraged i don't know or something along the lines where like someone that loves you is really trying to encourage you to do something that ultimately would be the best decision for you but you're trying to fight it because you're being stubborn and so you keep trying to tell them no and they keep trying to well maybe that still is harassment because you can't push someone to do something they don't, that they don't want to do yeah uh, yeah even if it is my spouse um, but also we can be our own worst enemies and we can hold us back and you need that nudge and that's why we are anyway anyway it's not that deep. Question three. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're moving on, guys. Okay. Which way do we want to go with this? Do you want to save something or do you want to get rid of something? I don't know. Get rid of. Okay. <laughs> One of these iconic portrayals has to go. Question three. Jamie Foxx as Ray Charles. Angela Bassett as Tina Turner, Denzel Washington as Malcolm X, or Jennifer Lopez as Selena? Hmm. One has to go. Um, for me, I would let Ray go. Um, actually, hmm. Both of those stories are tragic. See, the I I I really um I'm kind of stuck between Ray and Selena because 
while I like Selena, I don't like to see that. It just it's so heartbreaking to see it um, mm. when it comes on because it makes me cry. So actually, I would get rid of Selena not because I didn't love her. I just don't necessarily want to see that. Like that to me, that's just traumatic. Like it took you know how long it took me to get. Over, well, I can't see that lady. I can't see the lady that played the character that killed her. And I um, think and that, I, and, 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 ooh, rest and her I soul. And I think she's real. But... And I think she is that real person. Yes. Yes. I mean, she, mm, <sighs> people talked about how, I mean, Ike Turner. Not, mm, see, I'm calling this nigga Ike Turner. <laughs> but Lawrence, Lawrence Fishburne talked about how he got, you know, he got harassed in the streets after he played that character. Like, that is real. Like, it's traumatic. Ooh. So, Yeah. But anyway, mm. so I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna go with Selena. That that one can go for me. Dang. Mm-hmm. I thought what about I had, you? I thought I had mine, and you kind of okay. Uh, okay. Cause I'm dreaming of you. Okay. Okay, I'm done. The only one I'm sure uh, can't go is Angela Bassett as Tina Turner. Like that's every other one. I'm like, huh. okay. Well, actually, not even Jennifer Lopez is Selena. Okay. You know what? I'm just going to go with my first thought. Jamie Foxx is Ray Charles can go. Yes. Okay. I wanted to keep that yeah. one because I re- I feel like if I watched that today, I would appreciate it. I really liked it back then, too. And it's actually really where I started to like fall for Kerry Washington. But if I'm thinking about it, isn't Regina King in it? Yep. And a couple other people that I feel like if I watch it now, there's so many good like actors that I like that I'd be like, dang. You got to keep this in the arsenal. But I can also just see Selena in my head. Denzel as Malcolm X. I'm not, anyway, I'm going to stick with Rachel. I'm just not that familiar with Denzel as Malcolm X. Like it, it, It's not a vivid, it's not a vivid hmm. memory in my, of movies in my you memory. Saw the, you saw the dude got, got um, Denzel tattooed on him as Malcolm X instead of actually Malcolm X. Like, dude, I don't know if that was a mistake or what, but that was something floating around. But anyway, yeah. I'm going to go back watch it. I'm going to go back and watch it. I so. think it's on Netflix, Hulu, one of them. I've seen it yeah. on Netflix. I started. It just, I don't know. I don't know what kind of mood I need to be in to watch it. Anyway. It's pouring down where I mean, it's, Wow. Okay. Sorry. Is this supposed to, when, when is this supposed to stop? Mm-hmm. Are y'all going anywhere else? No. I ain't going out now. Anyway. What is question four? <laughs> okay. Question four. Where are we going to go? Well, we just got rid of something. So now we get to save something, right? Okay. Let's keep going. You can only save one of these shows. Game of Thrones, The Wire, or Ozark. I can only save one of the shows. Game of Thrones, The Wire, Ozark. Um, whew, That's tough between The Wire and Game of Thrones because Game of Thrones to me is a... I mean, The Wire to me is a classic. I, I, I think I'm going to go with Game of Thrones, though. Just because... because I, I would just prefer that fantasy type life versus the realness of uh, The Wire. So, yeah, I'm going I'm to go with Game of Thrones. I'm with you. I'd pick Game of Thrones, too. When I've, ne- I don't, I've never even seen The Wire, so can't pick that one. And Ozark, while I like it, I'm like you. There's a, there's, I feel like there's enough Ozark-esque things that I get from the show that I could probably find in Game of Thrones. Like... Game of Thrones yeah, gives you a wide range of emotions. Yeah, you, you can get a lot of from Game yeah. of Thrones, really. Okay, last question. Question five. In honor of this red flag trend that is happening on social media, 
I thought I'd ask you this. Oh, red flag. I was like, what? Okay. Uh, yeah, so, you know, for those that don't know, actually, we will pretend that people do know. If you don't know, Google red flag social media. All right. Are people good at acting or are you, and by you, people, good at ignoring the red flags? Yes. That's a no-brainer. People ignore red flags all the time and then wonder why <laughs> shit ended up the way it did. Like, girl, you know why it ended up the way you did. It did. Like, the red flag. Lord. Anyway. Yeah. Yes. People are really good at ignoring red flags. Myself included. Sometimes I have epiphanies now and I'll think back to something that I recognized early on and chose to ignore it or let it just play out a different way. Um, and now, you know, full circle, come around and look at it. And it's like, damn, nigga show me who they was right then. I chose to ignore it. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, if I had to choose between are people good at acting versus are you good at ignoring red flags? I think that more times than not, people ignore the red flags when they're in front of them. I do think that sometimes people are are really good actors. And so they do present a front that it's hard for someone to see beyond and actually get to know the real person and really figure out that that that's not for them. But for the most part, it's there. And what seems like something minuscule, I don't even know if it seems minuscule. People choose to ignore the red flags. I don't even, and I can't even figure out why. And by people, I'm talking about myself. I have definitely done it. No exception to that rule. (sighs) Sometimes I went, yeah. Anyway, when you look back at some of those red flags, and what were you trying to get? What were you trying to achieve? You just, I mean, most people ignore them because they want what they want at the time. And so, and those red flags at the time may not be deal breakers. Yeah. So it just is what it is. Well, then that makes it that much more crappy when you're still not going to get it. When yes, you know it you're not, When you know you're not going <laughs> to get it. Why ignore the red flags and you're still not going to get what you want? Well, at the time, you don't know that you're not going to get what you want. Oh, no. It's <laughs> not clear. Maybe the red flags are, but the end results are not. So, yeah. Yeah. The first time. Maybe not the second time or third time. At some point, it's just a choice to go back. Anyway, that is five questions. And that is five questions, guys. Remember, if you want to give us any of your responses for five questions, if you have suggestions for Aaron's five questions, or you just want to kiki with us about our answers to the five questions, you can find us on Instagram at a perspective underscore underscore. You can email us a perspective, no E at the end at gmail.com, or you can find us on Facebook, a perspective with Aaron and Ashley. And now it is time for what got under our skin. So I'll go first as usual. So this is what got under my skin this week. Um, You know, so since we moved, I'm used to a different, I'm I'm getting used to a new parking structure uh, where before we had assigned parking and now where we are here is just like a first come first serve type thing or whatever. It's, I mean, it's typically decent. Like I don't really have any issues with parking. The issue I do have with this place though is that the parking spots are like very small and so it's just normally like a rat race um no I shouldn't say a rat race it's it's like it's like a sardine can that there we go it's like a sardine can um trying to fit your car in some of these spots or whatever but anyway so like I said I'm getting used to new parking uh you know new neighbors whatever whatever the other morning (laughs) 
The other morning, I leave to go to work. And Aaron, I get out there and I'm looking for my car. And I'm like, wait a minute, where's my car? And I see a truck in the parking lot. And the truck has decided to pull in to the parking lot and park in front of people's cars. So now you have three cars blocked in, one being mine. And you're nowhere in sight. Like, it's not like they're like got the hazards on um, or somebody is just standing outside. Like, uh uh-uh. The truck is there and nobody's around it. Like, like they they parked the car. They parked the car. Like, the car was in park and the engine was turned off. Okay? (laughs) Like, it won't know. I'm going to run inside real quick. This is a whole, like, it seemed like you planning on camping out. So, anyway, I was just very, of course, that got under my skin. One, because this was a morning that... You know, I had told myself I was going to be to work early. Like, here I go. Um, and now I got to find somebody to here move this truck. <laughs> yes. Like, here I go. I was so, like, I was so proud of myself. Like, yes, I'm up early. Like, I'm out the door. And this motherfucker want to block me in. So, you know, I, I mean, I don't think, I don't deem it to be ignorant. But what else can I do but start honking my horn? Because I'm not going to knock on everybody's door to figure out who truck this is. I'm not. What? It's COVID. I got to honk the horn so somebody can, so I can alert somebody. And then, so as I'm honking the horn, I look at the space because y'all know I'm an expert driver. I don't know if y'all know, um, but I look at the space that I had. And so initially, I mean, no, eventually I figured out that I could like squeeze out of this parking spot and buy this truck. But I already had in my mind, if I hit this truck, I don't give a fuck because you should not have parked in front of me. Like this is some oh. ignorant shit. So I also decided to like, I mean, you know, I got out the spot and like did not damage my car or theirs. Um, But I just still decided to continue to be ignorant and honk the horn like all the way out because I was so pissed off about how they like, who does that? Like people are just everybody to know. I needed everybody to know. I mean, and there were other cars parked in. So, sir, you're inconveniencing everybody. So, I don't know. And, yes, it was like 8 something in the morning. But, fuck this. Because this is ignorant to whoever decided to do it. Um, but it just got under my skin that, you know, it's, people are so inconsiderate. Like, I do not like inconsiderate people. And to me, that was just some inconsiderate shit that just could have been bypassed. Especially at that time in the morning. Like, nigga, I ain't even had my coffee yet. And you didn't got my shit blocked in. And I'm feeling some type of way. Ain't even took a sip of my smoothie. None of that. Anyway. But that's what got under my skin this week. As did usual, you, something with a car. Did you ever find out who it was? No. Nobody ever came out. Thank goodness I could squeeze um, through that space. Nobody ever came out. So. Mm-hmm. Be just your luck now. Later on today, you're going to see that car. You're going to see somebody getting out of it. And I'm be like, sir, I'm going to leave. I, damn, I should have left a <laughs> note on the window. That's what I damn. thought you were going to say. Is you get like, huh? No. Mm-mm. In I'm a movie, you, know you would have keyed the car, but in real life, you would have left the note. <laughs> I mean, who's to say I wouldn't have keyed the car in real life, too? Like, anyway, I used to hang with hooker boogers. Remember that. Um, that's what got under my skin this week. What about you? Uh, you know, public service announcement. No. Um, so what got under my skin this week is... I don't like being, I don't want to say stereotyped, like, because what does that mean? Um, I, oh, no, let me not say that. Hold on. Stereotype. Uh, yeah. What got under my skin this week is, you know, I don't like being stereotyped or 
assume, let me not say, actually, you know, take that back because not all assumptions are bad assumptions. But when I think assumptions are placed on someone based on a, is it a negative stereotype? No. What would you call it? Um, Generalization? I, yes. Or if it's a negative stereotype, then I mean, yeah. but it's, you know, I think people should be mindful of how it is that they, what assumptions they make on other people. There you go. And it can get under one skin, i.e. something got under my skin when the assumptions were made about me that I couldn't quite figure out the connection between it. And, you know, actually, I didn't say, I, did, I realized I didn't even tell you, but there, what I realized, the reason why uh, it got under my skin was because it wasn't as if we had just met and you asked a question within like the first 30 seconds or a minute of our conversation that maybe that can make sense given the setting that we were in it's we had talked we had been talking for a minute like the conversation had moved in many different directions many different bases were covered so what would make you think that like what get what what did you piece together to make that assumption and i think that is probably that is probably when I think about it why it got under my skin was the fact that I couldn't understand where that came from, given the, the given the totality of the conversation, and so I just think people need to be mindful of how it is that they make assumptions about people and try to utilize as much information that you have access to before you make one. Make an educated guess and not an assumption. What I will say though, because you Boom. Can control yourself. <laughs> What I will say is because you can only control yourself. It wasn't like this long thing that like festered because I also said to myself, Aaron, maybe one thing that you can do is recognize that everyone has different experiences in life and it's those unique experiences that form who they are and how they view the world. So while you can see, while you can't understand how someone would come to that conclusion, that doesn't mean that based on who they are and their experiences in life, that that actually isn't a justified sort of thing. So the lesson is for oneself is empathy. And then for the lesson for other people is, you know, make educated guesses and not assumptions. But that's what got under my skin. All right, guys. Well, that is what got under our skin this week. Now it is time for what are we watching? Uh, So much. Oh, really? Well, I mean, I'm not watching. Well, I am watching this week. So. I think the last time I talked to you guys, <laughs> I had just finished up like I zombie. So first, let me start off by saying it is October and Robin and I watch, we we try to watch all thrillers, horror, suspense, um, those type of movies throughout the month of October because you know it's fall and it's spooky season and it gets dark earlier and like right now it's pouring down raining outside and it's foggy. So it's just like, it's perfect mooding for those type of mo- those type of movies and shows and stuff. So uh, I have been watching a lot of those things. Um, little, I don't know if you pay attention to like the streaming services, but a lot of them have like Halloween hubs. HBO Max has it. Hulu has it. Um, I don't know if Net- I don't think I see anything on Netflix, um, but I know like Paramount and all that stuff. Like pretty much all the streaming um, hubs that we have have some little Halloween thing. So I think it's really cute, and we've been watching stuff like that. Um, but also today I started Succession on HBO Max. Have oh. you heard of that? Yeah. How do you, is it good so far? 
it's good so far. And I realize, I mean, I realize I like storylines like that or th- to see, I don't know, shows like that. So, I mean, I've only seen two episodes so far and they have me in there. I mean, they really had me in the first one. Um, so I'm really just interested in seeing, I seen that, I see that a third season is about to come out, uh, next week, I believe. And so, oh, tomorrow actually. Yeah. Tomorrow. So I'm like, oh, okay, well let me go ahead and get into this Emmy award women, any Emmy award winning show. So yeah. So like I said, I just started succession today. Um, I've also been watching the librarians, uh, we've been watching that on Hulu. It's interesting. You know, there's there's some magic there and little mystery. So that's cute. Um, oh, also on my block, season four, uh, we have started that. So eh, we'll see how that goes. I watched season. like an episode, season four. Okay. Are you, you're caught up on the other, on the other, whatever seasons. Yes. So yeah. And we actually rewatched season three just to um, get prepared for season four, just to remember where we were. So um yeah, we'll see. It's okay. I mean, I've only seen one, one and a half episodes. Well, not even a half. I think I turned it off like 10 minutes into the second episode. So uh, we'll see how that goes. Because, you know, Spooky don't look the same no more. And I don't like that. I like Spooky the way that he was. And that's my Spooky. But I know people got to change and grow. So I'm going to let him be. Which one was Spooky? His, um, Ooh, I don't yeah. Spooky, the, the brother. The older brother that was head of the Santos. I didn't finish uh, season three. That's not safe. Aaron, Spooky's been in it since season one. He's um, Oscar's older brother. I mean, Cesar's older brother, Oscar. Spooky. Nope. But it's okay. You know what? With the bald head. Aaron, you do know. You do know him, but you're just not thinking right now. But what's his name? Because we didn't we didn't had conversations about Spooky before. Spooky. Oscar. Spooky. Oh, yeah. I didn't realize. I didn't realize. Spooky. That the name didn't ring to me. Oscars. Okay, never mind. I know who. I, yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 Oh man, Lord. I may have heard something about season four. That's why I need to go back and see season three. Okay. Anyway, no spoiler. Yes, but okay. So that is what I've been watching. What about you? Oh, and uh, let me just say real quick, guys. If y'all want any recommendations on what spooky stuff you should be watching, and I mean like real spooky, like Halloween type stuff, um, you know, hit us up on all the. The social medias. Um, yeah. Because I, I have some suggestions. <laughs> but yeah. Hmm. Okay. What have you been watching? I may ask you for some. Okay. <sighs> you know, yeah, I've been watching a lot. Okay. One, so the last time I remember us talking, we hadn't figured out who the winner of Big Brother was. But just so everyone knows, update from my mouth to your ears. Xavier won. Uh, Big D came in second. And then Tiffany was America's Choice. And so Xavier won the 750, Big D won the 75,000, and Tiffany won the 50,000. And of course, the final six, the cookout, made it. And so everyone's aware of that. Okay. Announcement. I don't know if I've talked about this. I know I've talked about the reason why I haven't seen the season finale of All Rise because it was going off the air. Well, All Rise is coming back. And so that is super super exciting so i've actually started re-watching the series again so i can build up to watching the season finale because now that i know that there's a, a new season coming i can watch that one and feel good about knowing that there's some new material coming but oh you still hadn't finished um the last season i still haven't watched i hadn't watched the last episode i've seen the last up to the last episode so i haven't seen the last episode of the last season which would technically have been the series finale before they brought it back i haven't seen that one 
I also haven't seen the season, the series finale, the last episode of Good Girls. But anyway, but what I have seen, because there is so much, ah, you know, this is the time frame when all the TV shows are coming back on the air. So there's so much that's coming back that my weekly lineup of nightly TV shows, ah, anyway. So I started watching, uh, so Grey's Anatomy, Station 19, 911, uh, The Good Doctor, Legacies, The Morning Show, uh, Queen Sugar. Let me just tell you all, Queen Sugar, mm, Queen Sugar, every episode so far this season has been excellent. I really, really, really think that people should watch that show. Um, A Million Little Things is back, which I keep saying I really wasn't sure how it was going to go after the first season, given how it was set up, but I appreciate it. I'm actually looking forward to this season and feel like they have something on them. Um, And Our Kind of People is a new show on, I think it's Fox, with Yaya DaCosta. I've seen that. I haven't heard great things about it. Really? I was gonna yeah. say it's good. I actually think it's really good. Like I'm, I watch it when it comes on. It gives me. Somebody tried to make a comparison about it and said, I think the headlines say it's a mix between Empire and what's the other show they tried to say, and I really don't see that and really question as to why they say that. I think if you've ever seen the TV show Revenge, it kind of makes me think that, like a fast-paced revenge. Um, but I like it. It's good. And I also watched this new show on YouTube, which I tried to get Ashley to watch, but you know, she's not taking it. it. (laughs) You watched the whole thing? I watched the clip. Oh, I'm trying to get her to watch the whole (laughs) (laughs) series. I'm trying to get her to watch the series and it is called For the Boys. I encourage everyone to watch it. It is good writing, good storyline. There's only one season, but it's like good, good production. Yeah. I encourage everyone to watch that. And oh, so yeah, that's what I've been watching and getting Y'all ready to watch. Y'all watch that show and support for Aaron so it can come back for a second season. I mean, I think, they, Is I think it they're trying back to, for a second season. I think they're trying to raise the money for. I think they will have raised the money for it because it took off. Like people really started taking to the show and have they've you know hit their mark and so they're continuing to raise probably for a second season. Who knows? Okay. I I feel like too. I, I might to you know what? Up. I might give it another try. You know, I mean, it wasn't horrible. I only seen that one clip. If you watch it, I promise you'll be like, mm, mm. We'll see. I'm telling you, I gave it, I, I didn't say insecure. I didn't want to say that, but I said, what I said, insecure-ish in terms of vibe and, and the, 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 how they I set it up. I still didn't get that. I still did not get that. Well, that's because you have to watch a full, you have to, you know, give it a shot. Okay. We'll see. <laughs> um. But yeah, that's what I'm watching. You know, I need to look this up, but I'm, I feel like Charmed is, should be coming back soon or... Oh, I still need to finish season three. <gasps> yeah. Oh, well, you already know what happened, so... But it's still worth getting through. But that's what I've been watching. All right, guys. Well, that's what we've been watching. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break, grab something to drink, maybe a snack because I feel hungry, and then we'll be back with our perspectives. <laughs> All right, guys, we are back and it is time for this week's perspective. And it's my turn to go first. Bum, bum, bum. No, not really. It's not going to be that deep. Um, so this week I want to talk about apologizing and timing of apology. So 
This came from a post that I saw on Instagram. So of course I had to get a screenshot because I was like, oh, here goes something to talk about. So this girl wrote, I don't believe in reaching out to people months or years later to apologize for a wrongdoing. Often these apologies are only made to clear one's conscience and release guilt. There's no genuine, there's no genuineness in that. If you're not apologizing to me within days or weeks, you lack self-awareness and you can keep it. So <laughs> I want to know what is your perspective on it? The comments were interesting um, with more people, with a lot more people that I saw disagreeing with what she said. Um, than agreeing with, but there were also people that I guess understood where she was coming from. So what do you think? One, can you send that to me so I can look at it? Because like, I agree with the first part, if I remember correctly, but I disagree with how she got there and how she concluded it, if that makes sense. Show your work, show your work, girl, show your work. (laughs) (laughs) How did we get here? And I agree with the premise that oh you sent it for real okay hold on yeah okay so i can agree with or see where she's coming from when she says i don't believe in reaching out to people months or years later to apologize for a wrongdoing like i actually can see why she would make that statement okay but next often those apologies are only made to clear one's conscience and release guilt uh Not necessarily, because sometimes you need the space to be able to reflect on something, to be able to come back and apologize sincerely. And so Mm -hmm. it's that thinking that makes me disagree with that statement. And there's no genuineness in that. Well, if that's what you believe, then of course there's no genuineness in genuine, whatever. There's though that that G word in it. But because I believe (laughs) that there are other reasons why people... Why it takes someone a minute to apologize. Yeah, I just think there are other reasons why it can take someone a minute to apologize. But I actually believe, like, if we get to a certain point in the timeline of this relationship or this, this, or since whatever incident, don't come back and apologize. No need. Mm. No matter how genuine that apology may be. At this point, you could potentially be rehashing old wounds. You could potentially be triggering me and creating trauma in my life because now you feel the need to apologize. No matter how sincere it is, it is now... The, the statute of limitations for that to be viable has has, has passed. Um, you're just a little so. too late. <laughs> oh, yeah. If you're, oh, and if you're not apologizing to me within days or weeks, you lack self-awareness and you can keep that. Like, I kind of could see where she's going with that. But because she set it up with that clear one's conscience and release guilt, it's like, ah. But really, there is a there is a time that, like, the, time, the, the clock is ticking. You can't, but we say, we've said this before, you can't tell somebody how to react to the disrespect that they get or you can't tell somebody how to react to anything that there that happens to them really although there's a caveat to that so people please don't take that wholeheartedly or there's an Mm. aspect to that really to me so don't take that wholeheartedly there there does though out of respect for the other person and the trauma you could potentially inflict on them i do think that they're like the clock is ticking so do the work to get there sooner than later what do you think See, I'm kind of torn and, I, and I'm listening to you and I read what she said, but I'm a little torn because while I don't feel like a restriction should be put on someone as far as time when they apologize, because you don't know how long it takes someone to come to terms with what they did or that they were actually wrong. Like some people really, when they do things, they believe that they're right. And because they believe that they're right, they don't see the effect or, or, um, 
maybe the damage that it has done to someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when they, maybe when they sit down and think about it, or maybe when it hits closer to home, or maybe when, you know, th- their perspective is different, it could be years later. I mean, it just could be because, you know, some people do lack self-awareness. So I can't put a, a time on when they realize that they were wrong and that they should apologize. But I also agree with what you were saying is, when it's been a a long time or when it's been some time in between what happened and you apologizing, you might just, that person that wants to apologize just might have to take the L and in the words of Jay-Z, damn, I got to live with the fact I did you wrong forever. Don't even come back to me with an apology because I don't want you to rehash those feelings. I don't want to go through the trauma of what was done, you know, now that it's been so long. So that's why I say I just, anyway, I just feel like a little torn because I I definitely understand what you're saying. And I agree with what you're saying, but also I just hate that, you know, say that if you're not apologizing to me within days, weeks or whatever, then keep it. Um, But I guess I am essentially saying that. And I also think maybe it depends on the situation. Like, what are you apologizing for? Some things it may take, you know, like i If I'm thinking personally and I think about my family, some things may take years for people to realize that they were wrong and come back and apologize and actually, you know, try to do better. And I would, you know, I would be open to hearing their, I'm saying I, but whatever, but you know, I would be open to their apology because, um, you know, there are some things that need to be hashed out, but then there are other situations like maybe in the case of with an ex that fucked me over and now you want to hit me up two three years later to tell me that you're sorry no matter how genuine you think it is it's, it's just not it's just not gonna be um well accepted so yeah because you've had to come to jesus moment and you feel like you gotta make amends to me if you don't leave me alone um right yeah yeah i hear what you're saying but i guess i wonder from the perspective of someone who would be receiving that apology while you can't if you if i even if they agree that yes you can't put a timeline on how long it takes someone to realize that they need to apologize at the moment that they do realize that should it be on them to actually question or think about should they do it right just because you feel like now you're in a place where you're where you're where you feel apologetic for something that you did does that mean that you actually need to tell that person in order for you to be, uh, mm. in order for you to be able to move forward, like how much consideration should be on them at that point? Right. Fuck you, screw me over once. Now you potentially can screw me say... over again. <laughs> like exactly, exactly. So definitely, I get that. So yeah. Hmm. Okay. Yep. That's what I wanted to talk about. I saw that post. I thought it would be great to talk about apologies and timing like is there a time is there is there a statute of limitations on um apologies i guess so i guess so but yep all right so what are you talking about this week okay i want to talk about critiques and okay i've been i've been saying some things lately in multiple different spaces so there's no one source but it's got me to thinking about what it means to to critique someone or to critique a to critique someone or to critique an entity that is ran by someone uh that you know so what does it mean to have to uh pass judgment when your friends are caught up in a scandal 
Mm. And how does that impact how you critique it, right? So when I think about, so that's what I want to talk about this week. What does it mean when you, when someone that you're close with is caught up in something that is not good, right? It's they're caught up in a scandal or they've done something bad or something dangerous. And I don't know, whatever it is, uh, anything short of happy thoughts. And you have to talk about it to your parents, talk about it to your other friends, talk about it at work or have to, you have to deal with it. And how do you, how does that impact how you talk about it, how you critique it when you're that close to that person? And are there rules to that sort of are there rules to friendships when you're in that sort of situation? Are there things that you're not allowed to say or yeah, or, or, or is it free for all because you know, whatever I'm just, I'm, I'm curious as to what it means to have to critique a friend or to critique a loved one or to critique your partner when you have to do it in front of people. And when, you know, in, when you're in, in mixed company. Okay. Well, for me, that's kind of, I mean, as you were talking, I just started thinking, but um, so in front of mixed company, you know me, <laughs> um, united front all the way. And also to me, it's almost like, I mean, for lack of better scenarios, well, let me not say, cause that's not all people, but the majority of the people, the majority of the black people I know do not speak ill of other black people in front of white people. You do not talk ill of black people in front of mixed company, whether you're talking about Clarence Thomas uh bill cosby whatever you do not talk ill about other black people in front of white people and um so i would think the same goes for whether it's your friend or your partner like if you're going to be in front of mixed company like if it's your co-workers or i don't know some kind of professional setting or something like that i would not talk ill of my friend even though they are in the situation I think the most I would say is something, you know, something maybe on the lines like I can't speak on it or I can't speak to that or I can't, you know, I would try my best to, um, I would try my best to duck the hard questions or incriminating questions or the questions that's just not going to make my friend look good. Like the person that I know in that light, there we go. Whether it be my friend or my partner, I'm not going to have them in a bad light in front of anyone that, you know, that's not family or friends or whatever. Now, if when it comes to like my friends and family or whatever, like people that may actually know this person, know my partner or know my friend that's in this trouble. I mean, we can be more of a kitchen table, comfortable type thing, but I still don't think that I'm going to put them through the ringer. Like, um, it just, you know, it depends on what they've done. And sometimes being that they are my friend and my partner, maybe I have an insight to what their mindset was in that time and why they did what they did. So maybe there, I have a sympathetic cause to it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I guess I'm still going to be like that. I'm still going to be loyal in the situation. Um, now I may not agree with what they've done and, and nine times out of 10, I'm going to tell my friend, I don't agree with what you did. You knew you were wrong. You know, you got shit. You do wrong. You got to pay for it. Like you got to pay the price. Like, it is what it is. But yeah, as far as like, yeah, so that that's why I would be with it. Like mixed company, I'm not going to talk down about them. Family and friends. I mean, I'm not going to talk down about them at all. But mixed company, I'm going to do my best to avoid any any ways that would make my friend look worse than whatever is already maybe out in the world. And I would try to, you know, protect them too. Because my friend, well, yeah, you know, you out of the circle you keep, but whatever. But I'm not going to let them just like drown, you know, my friends were friends better than your friends. Okay. You know, anyway, 
I thought about that. Beyonce, they never let me drown. Yeah, anyway. But yeah, that would be mine. Yeah. They're not going to let her drown. You think Kelly going to go in front of somebody and talk bad about uh, Beyonce and Jay? You think... You think Kelly went and ran her mouth after Solange with Jay-Z ass in the elevator? No, she did not die in front of mixed company. But you know what? I'm sure they kikied about it back in Texas with they 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 real friends and family. But she ain't say nothing to the media. She ain't say nothing to the world. Mixed company. So do you think there mm-hmm. are so are there ever exceptions to that? Um, yeah. I think there are some definitely some criminal <laughs> acts that could be an exception to it. And they would have to do something like th- that's to me morally wrong um, for me to really like be like, all right, you know, I'm out. Like, I can't have your back on this. OK, so before I give my response, I just want to now offer up an example and see what you think, because I wanted to keep it, you know, broad, sort of think of it in, in, in whatever way you want to. But asking you about exceptions and hearing what you would consider exception, which sounds like, you know, you're almost down for everything you said until it comes until it, until the man gets involved in which. <laughs> There's a different conversation to be had. But I'm wondering, let's say you're responsible. Oh, dang it. Can you hear me? Yeah. So let's say you're responsible for the hiring at your job. Uh, or you're a part of a team. You and another person are responsible for hiring. And there's someone that comes in who you're close with. One of these people who you just named, who you are not going to speak ill of, who you are not in front of mixed company, which not in front of like which this would fall under but it is your responsibility to hire the best person for the job and the person that comes in is who happens to be one of these people that fall into the category they're not the best person for this job and in fact the way in which you would have to assess them in order to be fair or just or right or whatever would actually require you to say some negative things about them would require you to critique them in a way that would challenge what you just said previously what do you do in that moment I feel like there's always a way to critique somebody without it being a negative experience. That sounds like a toxic work environment if I have to critique them negatively. Um, Because why can't I just say that they're not the best person for this job? They were outperformed by someone else. Or maybe, um, you know, I noticed in this area, they were lacking with some of these skills. To me, that's not negative. That's a fact. Like, and it's not, I, I still don't think I need to tear them down to let it be known that they're not the best person for that position. Okay. Yeah, see, I, I don't know. I think it's, I, I, I agree with everything you said. I, I do think that the exceptions to the rules are ones that haven't been thought of. Because to me, while, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Mixed company and whatever way in which that shows up is mixed company. And, you know, hashtag United Front, hashtag Ashley Richardson Jenkins. No, um, uh, like it's a real thing. I, 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 I agree with that. But I do think that there are moments where, man, maybe it's a group of friends. And so you have to critique or there's a, a there's a space where two or three have to critique another or two or three have to critique two or three. And so the the mixed company thing doesn't work. And so how do you then navigate that space while also being like honoring the friendship that you have with that person or those groups of people that you have to critique? And why? And the and the only reason why I think that's challenging actually is because if you are committed to showing up and giving your best and being your best and doing your best in all spaces, no matter what that is, you are going to find it challenging to not be able to offer the the most honest critique in order to help the situation, whatever you're critiquing, move forward. 
Um, I don't think it's as easy as being able to avoid it or not say it or modify your words because sometimes the most impactful words are the ones that don't that don't land as easy. And if it happens to be that you have to deliver it, deliver that to or about someone, yeah, at what point do you, at, at, I guess maybe the bigger question is, at, at what point does hashtag United Front go against hashtag like self-respect? And me respecting who I am and my voice and what it is that I bring to the table in a situation. And I think that's not as easily uh, defined as as one would think. I guess I'm kind of, I guess my thought process while you're talking is what, like, what kind of critiques are we talking, like, if, in a professional setting, what kind of critiques will we be talking about that, one, maybe my friend doesn't already know of themselves when it comes to, like, trying to maybe get a job? Like, I mean, I guess, like, what kind of critiques? Like, do you have an example? Yeah. Because I'm just, in my mind, I'm trying to think of why wouldn't there be a way to, even if you had to put them, I mean, like, let it be known that they're not the one. Why is there not a way to say that without it? It, and it's still being impactful without it being hurtful or a, um, what's it called? Um, I don't know. I guess a step like a, a way in which, you know, maybe you could disrespect your, your relationship with this person. I guess that's what I'm trying to figure out. So I have one that comes to mind. I don't know if we'll use this, but I have one that comes to mind. Um, Chris Cuomo. Mm. So it actually oh, was see, his Now that would be one of them. Th- that would be one of them um, situations for me that I was talking about that would be like, I, I don't know if I could have your back. Like if you were actually guilty of doing those type of heinous things, I wouldn't have covered it either. Heavy is the head, head that wears the crown. There are some spaces that you're going to have to be in when you're in those types of positions where you're going to have to go up against people. We're going to have to be able to speak on people that you may not in the other, like if you weren't in that position. You say that, but that's like saying, a judge on a case shouldn't recuse themselves when a family member is in front of them. It's the same thing. It's a conflict of interest. Like the judge, like your job is to sit up there on that bench and judge these cases that come before you. Like, yeah, yeah, before you. And no matter the case, no matter the case, you have to sit there and do your job. But when it's something like that, where it's a matter of a conflict of interest, he has every right to recuse himself and should recuse himself from something like that. I understand that those two jobs are different, but to me, that situation is similar. If it's a conflict of interest. Yeah, but similar situations under extremely different causes don't yield the same results. And the biggest difference is the judge's actions, which are supposed to, the the judge's decisions, which are supposed to be rendered in an unbiased position, in an unbiased way, right? Has ramifications, like ramifications that impact one's life or one victim's life, a journalist's obligation is to report the news regardless of uh, the circumstances, to be able to gather the facts and report it regardless of, right? The the job description in itself does not stand, doesn't, um, makes the same situation have to have different outcomes. The job description that you but signed that's for like, itself. But not every journalist agrees with maybe something that they're having to report or having to speak on. So in those cases, wouldn't they excuse themselves from oh, reporting going on that in. story so that their public opinion, I mean, so that their personal opinion doesn't conflict with the story? Like, I don't like, I don't know. I just, yeah, I that, think it, that like, situation there. Yeah, I think it's hypocritical yeah. one when you're a journalist. It, it's, it, but bigger picture, I, I just wanted to, mm. But just wanted to keep it broad. It's like, while we may not fathom it, 
if there are situations where you are where you like you have to be critical of someone, how do you do it? And I think that for me, hearing, I think I agree with you when you said that sometimes you can offer. It's not what you say; it's how you say it, and so you can mm-hmm. shape your thoughts however damaging they may be in your head in a way that doesn't come out in a damaging way because you respect that person, because you respect the relationship that you have with that person, but also while not negating your responsibility to be able to, you know, say what you got to say. And did I mean, yeah, Lord, I'm still thinking about Chris Cuomo because I'm thinking, didn't he speak out of that? I don't know. Anyway, yeah. And I'm often curious as to what is the right answer. Or do we ever conceive the right answer when it comes to situations like that? Because it's because we know that at the end of the day, it's not always about the right answer. It's about the answer that that self-preserves. And the devils are in the details. I think every situation is going to have its right answer. So, yeah. That was good. I like that. That's all oh, I was that? About. Oh, yeah. oh, okay. So that's all I wanted to talk about. Um, okay. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, that's going to wrap up our perspectives this week. That was good. I like that topic. Um, Aaron, are you looking forward to anything? So I've been involved in the NFL, football, or as someone told me, tried to tell me, um, that's not real foot. Anyway, that's not real football, but I'll just, uh, America, anyway, I've been engulfed with football. And so that's what I'm looking forward to every week. Uh, and I say football, but really the Bucks, um, and the Patriots. Other than that, everything else is a free gift of purchase. And... The NBA. So I'm excited to see some basketball. What about you? I'm excited for Insecure. Shame on you <laughs> for not mentioning that because I'm not because once it starts, be then out. it's gonna be then once it starts, then it's on the countdown to the end. Oh uh, well, I'm still excited about it, whether it be the end or not. I just want to see how it's going in. So I'm excited about that. Um, I'm also excited to continue our little Halloween Scream Fest at home, like, and just watching our scare movies. I say Halloween, but October Scream Fest pretty much, because it's all through October that we do this. Um, and it's been really fun so far. So Do y'all do this every year? We just started last year. And so now it's a tradition. Robin cannot wait for October. And it's nice to see her get excited about this little stuff. Look at y'all playing, mm-hmm. playing seeds, building roots. Wait for baby, baby Jenkins. Oh, there's no need to wait. Anyway. Um, oh, you want to make an announcement? You got something to tell us? <laughs> oh, shit. Um, anyway, um, any reflections? <coughs> I do not have any reflections. Uh, oh, okay. I, just, I, do, I guess I do want to say, oh, no, that would have been. Yeah, no. no I don't have any okay. reflections. I don't, I don't have, have any reflections, reflections either. Okay. Well, guys, that is going to wrap up the show this week. We truly hope you enjoyed. Remember, if you want to get at us about anything you heard us talk about on the podcast today, any suggestions, your feedback, or you just want to tell us how much you love us, you can find us on Instagram at aperspective underscore underscore. You can email us aperspective, no E at the end at gmail.com, or you can find us on Facebook, A Perspective with Aaron and Ashley. And make sure that you tell five people and tell them to tell five people as well. We genuinely appreciate the support that you all show us every week. When you show up, you show out and engage with us and look for us. And, and, and yeah, so thank you so much. Yes, thank you, guys. We hope you have a great week. And remember, if you change your perspective, you can change your outcome. Hey. Bye. Da, 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 da. Da da da! Ooh. What? <laughs>
<laughs> That's my new Halloween ending. <laughs> Ooh. That caught me off guard. Well, it was supposed to. Have a great week. <laughs>